Do you ever look at someone and wonder what is going on inside their head? Welcome to Strictly Forbidden Flavors Podcast. Hosted by Marcus Edwards, co-host Zoom, and featured guest. We hope you enjoy today's episode full of grown and sexy, grown and sexy, down and dirty, dirty, adult-minded content. All unscripted with no hidden agendas. Let the flavor begin. What's up, everybody? We're back again with another episode of Strictly Forbidden, Forbidden Flavors. I want you all, I'm going to get straight to this one, too. I want you all to appreciate us on this day because you all do not understand how difficult it is to have a fucked up day or an aggravating day or an irritating day and still convene to have a normal conversation for these airways. Now, I know a lot of people probably don't tell you they had a fucked up day and everything be all peaches and creams, but we both had fucked up days today and still found the will and the way to have a conversation. So I want y'all to give us a big round of applause <laughs> just just for doing this today. <laughs> so y'all don't know the dedication that we have because we could easily say, fuck, fuck this and like keep it moving. We can do it we in better spirits. So, but, you know, we understand the assignment and we always knock it out the park. So. Let, let everybody know I'm not talking to myself on you. Know, I tell you this every single time you be letting me just rant on and on and on. And they be thinking that I'm just over here, you know, ranting and being grumpy or something. So you got to say hello, hello to everybody, at least. He's talking I'm to not crazy. Nope. <laughs> I do that sometimes, but not this time. Man, so, man, we only in February. And it feels like so much has been going on in the world. I'm hoping everybody out there is not freaking out. Um. Yeah, it's just it's it's a lot going on. I know we only in February and we got a long year to go. Seemed like after COVID, then kind of just you know started to get accepted or subsiding that more bullshit came to the table in the world. I'm gonna be your voice of reason out there, letting everybody know. Don't let that shit get you down. We all had some downtimes this year, end of year. We're going to bounce back. That's what we're going to do. We're going to bounce back. We're going to have these great conversations. We're going to entertain, educate, and elevate everybody's thinking through these airwaves. And we're going to keep it moving because, hey, that's just how we roll. So we almost, we, as a listenership, we are a little bit over, we're close to 3,000 downloads. I think we need about roughly 200 more. So we need you all to help us by tuning in and listening to hit that 3K mark. That's a an excellent mark to hit. And we need y'all help. So that's my little ploy to y'all. I'm done. I'm done off my soapbox and you know, <laughs> pitching my little my little support out there. So this lovely evening, um, we will be blessed with the topic that Zoned has summoned for us to discuss. I don't know what it is. I don't know how this conversation is gonna go, but I bet you it's gonna be a good one. But before I before I go there, so what's been up with you? I know, like you know, like let me. Do, how, how you been? How, how how's it been? Just get get it off your chest real quick before you know. Let, let the devil know he ain't winning. It was it was it's been an interesting week. Mm. Let's just mm. say I realized being single, I have grown a whole whole lot 
My attitude's yeah. still a little bit fucked up, but I have grown a whole, whole lot when it come down to... I'm not even going to go there with the whole thing, but I've grown a whole, whole lot. It's been an interesting week, but I'm going to mm. end it because today is my Friday and I'm just going to always go with the grace of God. I'm going to leave it at that. If Most I didn't believe in God and God wasn't good to me, I'd probably be on the bridge right now, but I trust my mm. God and that's how I'm going to leave it. Now, you can tell me how yours was. Mine was hustling and bustling and working and working and working some more. Uh, tired, sometimes short, short sleep. My sleep already kind of messed up anyway, but short sleep at that. Uh, working around the clock. And you know, most people that hear this, y'all probably know my profession. Y'all know how the world has been going. So y'all know motherfuckers have been getting out of line. So they keep us up. But hey, my spirits are still high. I still find a way to come here, you know, be myself. I think this actually creates, helps me with balance, you know, so I won't even be able to dwell on all of the shit I can't control anyway. So true. I enjoy so I enjoyed I enjoyed doing this. So my week wasn't the best. It was kind of fucked. But hey, you know, we ain't gonna let people with all their flaws and all stop stop this train from going because people are gonna be people. And I, I you know I met shitty people in my lifetime and I'm probably gonna be meet more of y'all shitty motherfuckers in my lifetime. But guess what? <laughs> I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep on trucking and keep on moving. So that's how I'm rolling. So what you talk? What we talking about today, Zone? Because I know you, I know you got a lot on your mind, but we ain't talking about these people though. We just got to talk about some, you know. We got to bring what we bring to the table. <laughs> talking about some stuff, trying to help other people out, or trying to help people, you know, to not be fucked up people, or learn something, or know something. So, what, what we got today on the docket? I guess my original thought was, I'm trying to figure out what change in the in between dividing the generations. From the 60s up into maybe the early 90s, perhaps. And then mm-hmm. going to the later 90s up until now to 2022. What has truly changed the dynamics? And I'm not going to speak for all races, but for the black race. What has changed truly the dynamics that caused us to not have healthy relationships? Far as like, I'm not even going to say friendships, but I'm just going to say it all in general. Like 20 years ago, even though grandparents went through a lot. You know, things worked out. But now in this generation, I feel like things have changed where relationships don't get the healthiness that they're supposed to have. I was just trying to figure out what changed a lot of that. Besides Hmm. social media. We all know social media plays a part, but I'm just not going to just use social media as the crutch. Yeah, social media probably, I I would say more so it's the influence, but it's still more factors than that. So let me think. And even though I wasn't born in the 60s, I can still, you know, that's kind of what we looked up to and kind of what we tried to gauge when we was growing up. So my thinking is I always feel like struggle brings people together in a way too, right? So like back in those days, you know, we didn't have as much as we had now. And when you have those intangible things like love, commitment, trust and all that, that can keep you rich while you while you financially poor. You know what I'm saying? Like that can keep you rich. That those relationships and love has really propelled a lot of us to get this far, you know, to get this far where we is now. Cause we ain't, I mean, money ain't going to always be the solution to stuff. You know what I'm saying? Cause money come and go. But I feel like in the sixties, that struggle that we had, you know, and that pride that we had as a people to, you know, get through stuff. I think, I think our pride as a people has diminished, um, as far as not, not as far as us as a people, but as far as how, we care about how the world views us. Back in the sixties, we was on a we was on a platform where we was displaying like black pride to everybody in the world. 
you know, making making sure they knew what we were capable of doing. Nowadays, not so much. You know, people just like, oh, I am who I am. Accept me, you know, whatever it is, and they don't really care how they what the image is. But as a people, all together, um, I believe that we were a little more unified back then, um, and that struggle created, you know, some some I think some better relationships. I think the relationships back then was uh, a little more conditional than it was a little more conditional than they, than they are to, than they are today. You know, because think about it, they didn't they didn't go on like lavish dates and all of the all of the shit that. That you got to do nowadays. They ain't, they ain't do all that shit, but they was ride or dies for real. And then you know they they literally they were they were ride or dies to even to a flaw to where like you like man you was getting treated wrong where you probably should have left. But they believed in overcoming you know all those things like that to still you know uh be the you no know, be together. So like that as far as dating, I think dating was a lot more serious then too. Like when you chose to date somebody. Women, women were a little more selective then too. When we chose to date somebody, you know, it was like the the cat and mouse game. It was like a real cat and mouse game. You know, people had to earn. <laughs> you had to like work for it. You know, the, I don't. You know, you had to work for. It. You had to do something to. You know, uh, you know, catch that woman. You know, you had to do something to catch her. So, I think for that era, we talking about that era now. I think that that's something that they had back then that I don't really see now. True. What you think about? What you think about the sixties that made it like the sixties through the eighties and nineties that made it a little more special for them? Why did why you how you feel the dating game was back then? Well, first I had to actually think about it and had to, and look it up first, so I had to understand the difference between the two and what I see. The that's what made me question what the question was because mm-hmm. if that by definition. Dating is when you casually meet people, get to know them, in hopes of. Uh, maybe a sexual relationship or some kind of relationship period as to where courting by definition means you're meeting them for not just a relationship, but as marriage material. And mm. I think the problem with that is we, we no longer now, we no longer court, we date. So you're casually mm. holding out for someone else. When guys used to court, when guys used to court, they used to, you know, go home, meet the family. Meet the mother, right. meet the father, meet the whole family. Everybody got a feel for the person. Even if you were having sex and the family didn't know it, you were able to do these things. But when you start when you start dating, you're leaving room for somebody else. Guys no longer go meet your family. I'm not dating your family. I'm dating you. So then mm. it becomes a... So you don't really care what the family feels about you because you don't really know if you had intentions of marrying them or not. But... So that's what I think that changed for us. We no longer court. We started dating, casually mm-hmm. hanging, casually doing things. That's what mm-hmm. it was. I, yeah, I I didn't think about it that way. That's that's actually pretty true. Um, the courting aspect, because you got to think about it, a lot of people. They, you, I, I didn't think about that. You don't meet each other's families no more. Like families, ain't you, you keep somebody secret from your family for a long time before you even think about meeting them. And I was thinking about this uh, uh, with my daughter, right? <clears throat> um, because like, my, my my daughter boyfriend or whatever, he doesn't even like we don't know his family, you know, and he don't know our family like that. So I'm like, when is that cool or when is that like you know normal for you not to meet somebody's family that you? Claim you dating or you going out with, you know. I think that's like super weird that you're able to 
get away with that nowadays. Um, I think, you know, meeting somebody's family is like an honor and a privilege um, to be able to meet their families and to be able to talk to them and to be able to be a part of the family. And, and I feel like maybe the reason why um, people don't integrate people into each other's families is because it's a lot harder to get rid of you once you become a, like a part of the family. You know, once mama is your mama or dad is your dad or grandma is your grandma or something like that, you know, um, once y'all don't work out, you still can be around or still have a part in the family or, you know, or something like that to, to the fact that it's hard to get rid of you. So I don't know. That's uh that's my take on that one. Um, as far as being part of the family, I think that's, why people kind of pump the brakes on being a part of the family because once you're in the family, you know, you, you, you got a, you got a foot in a big foot in the door, like a pretty big foot in the door. And it's hard to get rid of you after that. So people like pump, pump the brakes on allowing you to be a part of the family or meet the family and get a part of the family because then it's harder to let you go. I think uh, Zone got in the zone, y'all. She can. Uh, no, I can hear you. Go off in a spaceship. Go <laughs> off in a spaceship and left me hanging. No, I can but, hear you. I can agree. So you feel like people, you said they don't no longer care to meet your family? I said, I think I, I see why they don't care to meet your family because think about it. If I'm de- if I'm dating you, right, and then you bring me to your family, say your mama loved me, your brother loved me, your daddy loved me, whoever it is, grandma loved me, auntie loved me, whoever it is. And then we don't work out. I still got a foot, and because once your family likes like somebody, even if me and you break up, they ain't, they don't just hate you unless you and like you know what I'm saying unless you did something catastrophically bad to their to their child. You know what I'm saying? Like if we break up on some random stuff, your mama's still gonna be like once you start calling somebody's mama mama, like, like that's like a lifetime thing. So I think people be trying to pump the budget. Like I want you to intertwine my family because. If we don't work out, you ain't gonna still have no, you know, no pipeline to be able to, you know, still mess with me or whatever through my family. And I feel like that's cool to me. You know, that's like that's that's the that's your foot in the door. So I know how people want to meet with your family because like you keep people secret down with your family because your family is like family is like for life. When once some once somebody's mama call you son, they don't not call you son no more. Like they don't stop. Like you know what I'm saying? Once you're like, oh, that's my son, whatever. Even if even if you don't work out with my daughter or work out with my son, you still my daughter, you still my son. That's a lifetime thing. And so that person got a recurring like window into your life, you know, once they get in with the family. So I think people start saying, like, fuck that. You ain't about to meet my family because you ain't about to have no like, you know, permanent card to be in my life if we don't work out. So people just start cutting people off from family, which I don't know if that's good or bad. I thought the family aspect kept us together as a people because you could still be cordial with somebody if you ain't cool with their family. Like, I mean, like, like if you can still be cordial with people's families if you're not cool with the person no more. It's a mature thing. Y'all don't, y'all don't work out for each other. But nowadays, they're like, uh-uh, I'm cutting it all off. They're like, that's the wall. <laughs> Step over it if you want to. That's it. So True, but you know they have their rule is when you break up with me, you break up with us. So that's why you don't date your brother's friend or you don't date your sister's friend because you don't want that. You you know, when she tripping, when she beefing with you, your sister got to go beat her ass because y'all not together no more and vice versa. And I agree with you, but I also feel like when you're date, when you're courting somebody and you want hopes to meet, I say, I get where you're coming from. You see why they don't want to meet. But at the same time, for me, it goes, if you're dating someone, that means that 
in my mind, again, your options are still open. That's like saying somebody being engaged for 10, 15 years. <laughs> that means your options are in your mind, your options are still open, hoping somebody else better comes along. Now, when you're when you're courting and you're making that intention known, like again, you remember when guys used to meet your your dad and say, I want to take your daughter's hand and merge. Somewhere back about the 90s, they stopped doing that. They just they just get on their knee and, and, and propose to the daughter. I understand there are a lot of women that are single moms, but you had the uncle, you had the cousin, you had whoever that was her father figure that you went to and asked those things. And now like you, you don't see that no more. So all you see now is they getting married. You go like, dang, father didn't know, the mother didn't know. He just proposed to her. They proposing on social media so the family see it when we see it. And I feel like that's one of the that's the biggest thing. Courting versus mm. dating. When you're when you say five, you and I, this is what I was always told. It don't take you five years to realize if you love someone or not. It don't take you a whole year. You learn, you grow with that person throughout the six months. You can kind of tell when y'all gonna be cool, when y'all gonna be good friends. In the first 30, maybe two months, three months, the real them is gonna slowly start coming out. You just don't wanna see it. So that's why when I say we no longer court. We date. We're casual. Date means hang yeah. out. Courting means. Yeah, I don't think, yeah, I don't think I've. In today's world, I don't hear the word courting anymore. That's that's like an outdated term nowadays. Because you know, could, I, I think about like the courting versus dating. Like, is this dating, dating, fucking, or married? That's like the three things. <laughs> that's it. Courting ain't even thing no more. Like, that's true. That's that's one aspect i feel like the change in the dating game big time now as far as the 90s i feel like um 80s 90s early 2000s i feel like men were more protectors in that generation um than they are now um and i say that because as far as like once more like dating it's like that there was a protective providing factor back then, you know, in the nineties, like, yeah, it was men and women, but you, you know, people will beat your ass over messing with or hitting their sister or something like that. Like nowadays you yep. see, nowadays you see girls like scrapping up with each other, world star and all that stuff like that, you know, fighting each other. Ain't no dudes ain't jumping in protecting like, like that no more. So it, it's so, it's so rare that you see a guy fight for his girl. They're like, Oh, this, this is worthy of a headline. You know, Oh, dude fights somebody for his girl or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, rare too so i think in the second generation uh i don't know what it was was a little more structure it was a little more um i feel like women were embracing the role of being a kind of like a number two um in a relationship you know or being number two they embraced that a little bit more as a supporter nurturer and stuff like that i don't think that role is something that's uh you know in like current days no i don't think so either uh, as far as that so uh Cause sex always been a thing through all three generations, so it's not sex that I don't think sex changed the way the dating is. It's this uh, people's change their values. You know, I think people people change their values. That's that's probably the biggest thing. You know, people value family in the sixties, family yep. over everything. You know, in the nineties, people people value like ride or dies. You know, what I'm saying because you talk about like DMX and Aaliyah, you know, and Jay Z. I think Jay Z and Beyonce started like back, you know, back in the. You know what I'm saying? The Bonnie and Clyde type of type of value it was more that. Nowadays, 
it's this power couple term when motherfucker y'all ain't even powerful for real. Y'all just talking about power couple because or you know couple goals and all that stuff. That y'all trying to be more flashy than anything and ain't put in the groundwork for like nothing that makes a relationship. And that's why it breaks so fast because they the reason they get together and I, and I get it. It's a young people's game. Like oh he cute, oh she cute. That ain't enough to make no shit last because everybody gonna yep. get older or change and they get together and then they like, oh I don't want to beat you no more. Oh, I'll get together. Oh, we look cute together. I don't want to beat you no more. Cause then they like their lives don't align up. That's why people believe this this generation is the most makeup, breakup generation ever. Like I even say makeup. They break up like date breakup, date breakup, date breakup. And, and, and celebrities do it, younger people do it. And it's it's then created this culture for where people don't care for quality or longevity in relationships no more. And, or in dating. Yep. Even I- like I'm sorry. I was gonna say before I forget, you said the word was groundwork. I just realized Mm. I was listening to what you said. We don't put in groundwork for courting. We put in groundwork for dating. And when you said we break up, make up, break up, date up. I mean, make up. That's what dating does. You casually hang out. You make up. Your Mm. friends today, not tomorrow, like kids. But when you court, you've already started setting your groundwork. Not those goals and groundwork work hand in hand. But when you're when you're dating, your mind is like you said. She looks good. Her her ass is fat. She got some big titties. You're basing it off of what they call it, the, the exterior look. That doesn't help with the groundwork. She's not your best, not your friend. She's the girl you're casually hanging out with. Because in your mind, what groundwork have you laid? Because if you have no intentions of marrying her, which I don't really care for marriage, but if you had no intentions of marrying her, you're not going to lay down groundwork. You're going to go with the flow because as you said, we have changed the concepts in which people do. You're right. Nobody says the word courting anymore. I still do like that. Don't nobody court no more. People look at me like, what the hell is courting? You, I guess I always just thought it was a southern thing because down south, they still do some of these things when they bring the girl home to meet the mom. They take them out to eat. That way, grandma can say, grandma look right at you. She, the beauty of being old is you have more wisdom. So she can mm. look at the girl and say, she ain't right. You don't have to listen, but you can respect grandma. But maybe it's mm. just the African-American culture that no longer does it. Because I see other cultures that still court or, you know, bring them home to meet the family. Maybe it's just that is, that's true because <clears throat> I see I see some of my white counterparts courting courting the girl, um, and today in today's society that's so like that day I think that Muslim was a black thing, um, the Hispanic community is kind of hit or miss because they kind of like influence not influence but they kind of do kind of what minorities do like us do they they kind of do the same thing because we kind of like it's like a cultural thing for us. But I can't say I do see, uh, you know, white or Caucasian men. I see them courting their woman, like courting their woman. Like I, I see it a lot more than I see with our, you know, with our, with our people. I will say that because I, I don't want to. I know we can only speak for the black community, but I've, you know, I work with and, and I'm around all type of races and things like that. So I see that a lot, you know, as far as them courting, um, being, you know, being the, that person to be able to open the door or you know, walk them to the door or carry the bag, carry the groceries or you know, do things like that. So I see that a lot more. Now, I'm not saying everybody, but I see it a lot more uh, than I did with, with my own people. So Yeah. The same thing we talked about a couple weeks ago about not taking, not actually holding the, the, the pump of the gas for your girl. So mm-hmm. because we're in such a, what you call a women's empowerment thing, I'm kind of questioning. It makes it really weird because does going Dutch when you're dating you go Dutch 
do you mm. when you're courting, do you still consider yourself going Dutch? Because if you're still courting the old school way, the gentleman still pays for everything. He holds the door. He brings flowers. But when you're casually dating, you don't have to you don't have to consist of those things. You don't have to do anything because you're hanging out with a friend. Even you say this is my girl. Like they don't even call you their girl anymore. They don't say this is my young lady. They go, This is my bitch. This is my hope. Mm. And we sit and go like, huh? Like I, I'm not mm. saying it like again, like I'm not guilty of it, but I'm finding like, mm. am I really comfortable with that being said? If I was online right now and a dude was sitting there t- or talking about his girl, and I look over, he's talking about they my bitch right there, and it's my daughter. I'm gonna look over and like, what the hell? But then I'm gonna mm. tell her, don't accept that. You don't accept a man calling you his bitch. That is a by terms, that's a female dog. Why would you call her something that associate with an animal that walks on fours? You are associating her with an animal. So why would you even accept that? Why would you accept being his hoe, his bitch? A hoe has no respect. A bitch doesn't get respect either. So why would you want to be concerned and consider yourself his bitch versus my my beautiful wife, my young lady, my whatever you want to call it, anything but a hoe and a bitch? Any any term of endearment outside of the two or three derogatory terms you can call a woman, right? I get that. I think People do court, and uh, nowadays they court for for pussy and or court for some dick. They, people court for that. They ain't court for nothing else. What is that court? They, I don't even know if it's courting. I'm just saying that that's that, that's the energy that they provide. That's the energy they provide because that's all they chasing. You know what I'm saying? And then I don't know. I don't know if I saw when you when that's all you chasing. Then you, you get it. You, unless somebody is just like porn star, gray air of the world. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? That ain't gonna sustain because everybody at the walk gonna be like, all right, you know, what else what else we got going on? Cause somebody gonna feel like an object at the wild. <laughs> if you ain't giving nothing else, if you ain't giving nothing else, all y'all doing is screwing, 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 screwing. They can be like, all right, I feel like an object. Like you ain't, I don't you ain't making me feel no type of way. You ain't paying for none. It's you know, it's on whenever you want it. And people and people hate to admit that part. Like even even with even with marriages and love and stuff like that, it's there's gonna be boring stages, right? It's not gonna always be yeah. that honeymoon st- honeymoon stage. It's gonna be boring stages. I think people just don't want to realize that it's boring stages with dating, boring stages with. It's not gonna be always, and that's why that's why it's so hard because you have to recreate new ways to make people, you know, over a long period of time to keep things spicy and to keep things, you know, you know, fresh and stuff yeah. like that. People don't want to do that shit no more. So they, they feel like oh, I'm gonna hop and have that, that that experience is the best honeymoon experience. I'm gonna hop and have that with every hop and have that with a new person every time, and nothing's nothing's lasting. Like nothing's la- that's that's today's mentality. I, that's what I feel like. I mean, I'm not an expert in that, but that's how I see it. Like everybody want to feel that good part of it, but they scared to have that little stagnant part of it, that straight line part of it. They like, man, I, I don't, I don't, because any relationship is gonna have a boring point. You, y'all done talked and y'all know about each other already. Y'all done all the freaky shit y'all can do for them, for you know, for the most part. You know what I'm saying? So like, now what? Now what? What are y'all building on now? Because they don't, they ain't talking about mental stimulation no more. They ain't even in the, in the, in the book no more. And the, and the reason why that shit don't last is because they avoid mental stimulation. Because if you mentally stimulate somebody, you gotta think about it. That could last for a long time. Because when somebody loves you in their heart and in their mind, bro, especially women, when when a woman loves you with heart in her mind, bro, you you can be in a cardboard box and she was like, you know, like it's they don't understand that part of it. They don't they don't understand that part of it. You know, even and, and uh, vice versa for a woman to a man too. Uh, when a when a when a uh, a, a man love a woman, you got that, that nigga heart and his and his mind. Well, he gonna be boy, you he gonna be chasing you forever. But they just, you know, they just kind of like stay in that little temporary moment. And when that shit goes sour, 
They're like, nah, I don't want this part. I'm gonna go find, I'm gonna go find me another bitch. I'm gonna go find me another somebody because I think like that's that it's easier that way. They, it ain't they ain't gotta put in no work, you know what I'm saying? And then because the people who do put in that little bit of work to kind of like you know work through shit or do something, they praising the hell out of them like that's some like damn Mount Fuji feature. They just <laughs> climb the highest mountain in the world when they just really just like stayed down and tried to work through the shit, you know what I'm saying? And I, and. Let me let me let me say this because I don't expect everybody to work work through shit. Sometimes you know when you ain't compatible with somebody on that level, and that's okay. You know what I'm saying? That's okay. But like the first anybody been in any time long term relationship know the first problem is the time you just fucking dart out the door. <laughs> if that's the case, you ain't gonna never be able to deal with nobody. Now at the time you're like, all right, motherfucker, it, we didn't deal with shit after shit after shit after shit. I think I can do better than this. I think I'm good by myself. That's cool. But people that jump ship after the first little problem, you already know you ain't built. You ain't built for nothing. No, you ain't. You ain't. You ain't. You ain't built for nothing. That's what I feel at least with the dating game. I don't know. Am I wrong? Am I wrong on that? You laughing at me? No, I'm laughing. It makes sense. It really, really mm. does. It's the thing was, and I have such a terrible memory because you had just said it and it slipped my mind. The um, dang it. Oh, I hate when it happens. It's been a crazy week. So the mm-hmm. fact that it's not even that the whole thing is, yeah, they do move on real quick. And that's why I keep saying dating versus courting. People date casually. So it's like you said, it's easier to walk away when you mm-hmm. date casually. When you know mm-hmm. you don't want a real long term, but you feed them BS to make them feel like you do, then mm-hmm. you're going to have that. Even like you said, the stagnant times, it's not always going to be about I me. Mean, it's never going to be like y'all going to have just every day is going to be the greatest sunshine and roses. Some days shit going to stink. But mm-hmm. the whole thing, yep. is, like I said, when you start making it serious and you're seriously courting her, your stimulation, that's what it was you said. When you're courting mm-hmm. her, she's already stimulated you. But when you're dating mm-hmm. her, that stimulation doesn't matter because, like I said, your intentions may not be for long term. So when you mm-hmm. say, hey, we've been together five years, five years, has he proposed? She'd be like, no. But see, then we become accepting like me. I don't really care for marriage, like I keep saying. But if it was the case, how does a girl say, I want somebody that's going to marry me? If he hasn't shown you he wants to marry, court you to marry you in the first one or two years, Keep it moving, sis. Because if you already told that person I'm I'm looking for a merge, and you already said I want merge material, you're going to date somebody that's on that same level that's looking for that. But when you're you're mm-hmm. you're dating, but when you're ready to court that person, you've already told them what your expectations are. But when you're mm-hmm. dating, your expectations are maybe he'll marry me. But did y'all discuss it? Because me, nope. I say to anybody when I first like with my husband, uh. Him first thing I said, to him, <laughs> look, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not into dating anymore. I'm looking to get married. Now he fed me. We got married. Didn't say it won't happen because he knew what I was willing to accept and wasn't willing to accept. I wasn't willing mm-hmm. to accept you coming to live in my house and we're unmarried. That's how I was thinking back then. I really don't care about it, but I'm just saying mm-hmm. that's how I was seeing it back then. He courted. Yeah. He made. He knew. My rules wasn't going to change. You're not going to live in a house with me unless we're married. That's how I felt. Mm-hmm. I felt like mm-hmm. that was just me. Ain't gonna be just ain't gonna be just shacking up because yeah. you know motherfuckers motherfuckers stay there. Once you go, once you let them live in, once you they were like shit. I already lived here now. Like why we gotta get married? Exactly. <laughs> why we gotta get married now? <laughs> why we gotta get married? We already doing everything. That marriage is a piece of paper. It to me you know, it funny is. Thing? But yeah, let me you know. It's funny about that. This this is my my rebuttal on that marriage is a piece of paper thing, right? 
Merchants is just a piece of paper, but also money is a piece of paper. But money is a piece of paper that can just get you things. But we bust our ass for money, don't we? Because yeah, we see va- because we see value in, in, in money, but people don't see value in marriage like that, like they should. Think about it. It's a piece of paper, but yeah, it's also a piece of paper stating that you committed yourself to somebody else, right? Saying you got to work on yourself, saying you got to swallow your fucking pride, say when you're wrong, you gotta you gotta do a lot. We hustle and bustle a lot for for a piece of paper, the money that can burn, get lost, and get spent the next day. But something's supposed to be for a lifetime. You don't value that shit as much. You know what I'm saying? So like people that say that this is just a piece of paper, like, yeah, it's a piece of paper. But the principle of a piece of paper, money is a piece of paper. Money can get you temporary gratifications like that. But like you know, some people like like don't downplay it. It's just that that piece of paper for marriage, it is not. It's, it can't buy you anything, but it's more so of a commitment that. You got to go through some shit and do some shit, and people are like, oh, it's just a piece of paper. Yeah, yeah that's true. Because it, it's a piece of paper with a lot of responsibilities, though. There's a lot of responsibilities that a lot of people can't live up to. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people can't live up live up to it. And I get, yeah, I get a lot what you're saying about the, the whole court and thing like that. And I think that I think that men know after a year. I say after a year, you know, if you want to. I, I won't say after a year because somebody could fake it for a year. I'm going to say after you go through your first argument or disagreement and how you rebound from that, you know if that's something you can tolerate or lay down down the road. Because I I feel like it's not about when you get along. It's about when you disagree that you know if I can care. Say, like, think about it. Like, so me and you, me and you dating, right? <clears throat> somebody that I'm courting you to, for marriage. And we have, like, a fucking nasty-ass fallout. I'm like, nah, like... Like, like we have arguments like, man, it's disrespectful, blah, blah, blah. In my mind, I'm going to be like, see, now we get married and take this shit on. These these arguments are going to get way more toxic and way more worse. You know what I'm saying? But say we argue, we have a disagreement, and, you know, we talk our shit, but then we end up, end of the day, having a conversation, squash the shit. How we do it? I'm like, you know what? Because you know problems going to come. Really, you know what? At least I know she or he's mature enough, you know what I'm saying, to be able to discuss the shit, move on from shit. Like, you know, that's somebody I can fuck with down the road because you know shit gonna come. You know shit gonna come. But when when every time there's a problem, shit just turns to no point intended, Russia versus US. <laughs> like, it's just like shit talking and bad blood. That's gonna kill you down the line eventually to where you can be like, man, fuck this. I can't keep going through this shit no more. Somebody don't get tired of it. And a lot of people, this thing, I think you said you said something about this in previous episodes before Zone about the toxic relationship shit. Think about it like this: if you had them toxic ass arguments as a, as when you dating, what you fuck you think you are gonna have when you get married? If you had them like, if say say a woman slapping you when when a woman slapping you or a man slapping you when y'all talking, you think the shit gonna just turn off when y'all get married? People ignore that shit. And they be like, oh, I can't take it no more. You know, no, all that shit, like all the way you argue, that's gonna transfer right over. And when you get married, it's a higher level. And then y'all supposed to be taking this shit more serious. So the argument's gonna be more, more serious. And then the reaction's gonna be more serious. But people just overlook that shit all the time. Uh, Oh, that's what I said before. But it's just like Mm -hmm. when you say marriage is a piece of paper, the reason why I don't care for it or really worry about it because the thing was what you said earlier when people move when you move somebody in once you say i do they're stuck you can't Mm -hmm. just put them out because the rules change Mm -hmm. when you're gonna file and say i do and you put take the last name on blah 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 that means the government now controls y'all money not your money so everything changes but for me when i say 
I don't worry about the piece of paper. Marriage is just a piece of paper. That type of marriage is. But my personal spiritual belief is if it's coming from God, I don't have to worry about a piece of paper. I don't have to worry about the love. Mm -hmm. This and that. The problem with people and the piece of paper is they marry on paper because it's financial. A lot of women okay. with a brother like okay. me, they're going to say, oh, he in the military. If he died dead tomorrow, because I know he's going to go to war, I'm going to be set for life. So is she marrying mm. you or is she getting that piece of paper to say she really cares? Now, when God gives me the person for me, I don't have to worry about nothing because he says, again, I'm just using the Bible quote. He says, when I ordain a marriage set in heaven, let no man put it, take it apart. Or put it as right. what they use back in the days. He didn't say when you go for right. justice of the peace. He didn't say when you get that piece of paper. He said when I ordain it, meaning that mm-hmm. I don't have to necessarily have that little piece of paper to say I, that he loves me. I know when God gave him to me, I know that's me. Mm-hmm. That's mine. Those things you just said, those important arguments, when God gives me that person, he can go, yeah, that bitch crazy, but I still love it at the end of the day. I can mm-hmm. come back. After that two mm-hmm. hours of argument, I done cussed him out. I can come back and tell him a funny joke or tell him a story and we watch movies. And he laughed. Yeah, and he laughed. Because none of that matters. <laughs> mm-hmm. We did we, we went our separate ways, we came back together. That's not toxic. That's a healthy relationship. Healthy relationships mm-hmm. are based on arguments, not hateful arguments, but small spats. Like mm-hmm. you know, you you a cow, I'm a cowboys fan. Hey, you might be a Lions fan. We're going to argue back and forth about the end of the day. Your team lost. The Cowboys are the greatest. Then, boom. You see, what I'm <laughs> see how that goes? But at the end of the day, that whole argument came down. I'm going to come like, hey, you remember that, remember that time we did such and such? We're going to laugh and remember why we loved each other, why we're together, mm-hmm. why we thank God every day for putting us together. Not that motherfucker like, damn, I'm going to work these, these damn 12 hours. You don't work for eight. Now, I'm going to do 12. Why you always want to go to work? He's going to look over like, shh. I'm going to go and do it. You see what I'm saying? Because he don't want to be in the house with you, but he's bound. He's binded. That's why I'm saying it when I say again, their courting and dating makes a big difference in this generation because see, they don't understand that. They don't understand for better or worse does not mean I'm going to take your ass whoopings or I'm going to take on your debt. I'm going to go ahead on and, you know, put up with all these females calling my phone. For better or worse means... If he comes out there tomorrow, have a stroke, am I there to wipe his ass every day? Can I see myself doing that for the next 20 years? My husband at 2022, why didn't get hit by a bus? Can I see myself laying next to him every night knowing he can never touch me the same again? That's for mm. better or for worse. Not right, right, right. Tamika keep calling my phone, but because I'm married to him, I'm stuck letting Tamika do what she want to do. Those are not the same concepts. And those exactly. that I don't think our generation understand that toxicity is not a part of for better or for worse. That's just toxic. And that's what I exactly. Exactly. You want hard days work. Yo, you want your woman to be your head, your peace, not your headache. You don't want to hear about she can come and tell you her whole day about the girl, people, the job. And I'm gonna tell you what, when you love that person, you act like you know everybody the job. Ain't never met never met Teresa. You ain't never met Jack. <laughs> you be like, what Jack do today? You be looking like, huh? Did, did Teresa, did she bring that favorite meal? You already know because you love her enough to know these things. You see, mm-hmm. that's what I say when I say God gives you that one. Those things make y'all date. He gonna look back. I remember that time she used to work at Virginia Hospital Center. And such and such used to bother. That's a memory because that for better or worse. I was gonna go kick his ass, but she said, "Baby, I got it." You see, what I'm saying that's mm-hmm. for better or worse. Not damn. I gotta go fight this nigga again because you was cheating. That's not the same concept. Dating versus courting. Exactly. No. Yeah. That's. 
That's probably gonna be the name of this episode, Dayton versus Corden. I already, yeah, we didn't say that shit enough, but that's a good headline. I'm gonna throw in that motherfucker for the advertisement that Dayton versus Corden. We gotta get, gotta get some good ass, we gotta get a good ass picture of somebody like Corden and somebody like this doing some pimp shit, you know, thinking they just dating or whatever. Uh, something else to change. You're now tuned in to Flavor in Your Ear. Flavor in Your Ear.